ones. I am in Baltimore. Baltimore. I promised I would be soon. And so this is that day. The day has finally arrived when I have a guest host. Co-host? Co-host. Introduce yourself. Well, I guess this is, I mean, we're, we're still in the South, technically, so maybe I should introduce you. Okay. Okay. Friends, <laughs> Romans, countrymen, this is my friend Nazreen. She lives in Baltimore, and we are in Baltimore. I'm visiting her. We're in her basement, and we've done a sound check, so we think everything's going to go well. We hope. But we are going to, she was, when I, when I got the idea to do a podcast, she was the first person I thought of that I thought would be ideal to have on the podcast as a co-host. And here we are. Because she can tell a story with the best of them. She has awesome stories to tell that are very different from the type of stories I tell because, in case you weren't aware of this, Baltimore is a city. <laughs> <laughs> like, a real one. Not like a town. It's not like a town. It's like a city. We're it's a real city. Like a metropolis. Yeah. I mean, how many, what's the population? Oh, you know, I had a feeling you were going to ask this question <laughs> and I looked it up not too long ago and now I can't remember. So I may have to consult Google while we're talking. It's like several thousand, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. So more than my town, in other words. Yes. My town While we're not is... as big as like a New York, obviously. Mm-hmm. Or, or Atlanta. Atlanta. No. Um, so my, I should have actually wagered a guess because my guess was in the 600,000. And that's about right. And that's about right. Okay. Yeah. Well, but even though there are 600,000 people here, what do you guys call Baltimore? What's its nickname? Charm City, hun? No, that's not the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> are you thinking about the bad one? No, I'm thinking of Smaltimore. Oh, Smaltimore. Yes. Yeah, because it seems like everywhere we go, we run into someone... That you, that you know. You know. So how many of your how many people did we run into tonight? Three? Well, we only ran into two, but two. you saw you yeah. saw on social media that a third one was there. Yeah. And there was probably a lot more than that. We call ourselves small tomorrow because we're a very towny city. Very towny. And a very neighborhoodish type of city. Mm-hmm. So everywhere you go, you usually run into somebody that you know, either from elementary school or middle school or college or your kids know each other, so that keeps it interesting. Unlike my town where you literally run into people because it's just very small. Yeah. So you Proximity. see the same <laughs> you see the same people at the Dollar General market or the well mine is a family dollar, it's not Dollar General. Yeah. All right. Well, before we talk about some stuff, I we do have a name for this. We have a name we've been um brooding on for a while. Um it's sort of like a little joke between us, but I have I want to first take care of some business. And my business is in the, well, podcasting is not a business. This is just the item on the agenda. This is episode 17. And I'm thrilled to say that we now have a fifth producer. I don't have my drum roll. I don't, I'm, we're sitting on a soft, oh, (laughs) we could do this segment ASMR style. ASMR. I just learned about this. I can't do that. I'm afraid of the mac and cheese sound. I don't have any nails in order to click. <laughs> what is We don't even... There you go. Okay. We, I just... I was just introduced to ASMR, like, literally within the last hour. Um, 
Which by we, my child. We don't know what ASMR stands for. We're still not sure about that. But it's basically people making the sounds in microphones that I absolutely cannot stand. Like Every last one. <laughs> y'all have heard me say that I don't want to make the mac and cheese sound. Like when I'm talking, I don't want to be real real close up on the microphone. And this is what people do on purpose. Is they get really close up in the microphone and they whisper. And then they do stuff like... Look at you. You're an ASMR oh, pro. I'm a pro. You know who's a pro? Segway. <laughs> we have our fifth producer today. And it is an incredible coincidence, or maybe not, that this producer is someone I only know her because I know Nasreen. And her name, my producer's name, is Katie. Katie Johnston. And she is a middle kid. And so she gave me permission. She specifically said this. You can mention me by name. In true middle kid fashion, I'll take all the accolades I can get. <laughs> She's one of my favorite, favorite people. She is awesome. Like, before I even met her, I knew I would love her. Yeah. She's that kind of gal. Yeah. So, Katie has been incredibly kind and generous to me, and she has sent $20 my way. So, Katie is helping keep the lights on over here at Oddly Adulting. And she said, and I love this part, so this why I'm going to include it. She said, I love you, and Mother Nature does too. <laughs> So thank you, Katie, so much. Go, I Katie, go. That. Go, Katie, go. Katie checks her email. Woohoo! All right. So um, I did want to make sure that I made all the mention of that because it is just, it's just incredible. I can, I, I, it's only happened five times, but every time it's happened, I have been totally humbled by the fact that anybody listens and li- likes it enough that they want to help me keep paying the bills. So, because I, I said a while back, I learned this about podcasting, that it's great to have people listen, except that every, every time you get more listeners, they download. So like when your traffic goes up, you have to pay more. You Mm -hmm. don't get to just pay a flat fee. So, um, you know, someday I aspire to really need a lot of of gigs (laughs) (laughs) right now. One gig is holding, holding us up. All right. So today with my Baltimore friend, my Smaltimore friend. Let me get back over here to my notes. We had an idea when we, um, when I pitched the idea to her. Well, okay. When did we start talking about this? This has been a joke, like a little running joke for what years, maybe something like that. Yeah. It's been a while. So when she and her daughter come to visit me, mm-hmm. we joke about that it's city mouse coming to visit country mouse. Yeah. And then when the reverse happens and I come to visit her or even me and sometimes my whole, one time my whole family came, we talk about country mouse comes to visit city mouse. So it seemed logical that when I said, Hey, I want you to come on the podcast and we're like, what can we talk about? Let's do city mouse, country mouse. Cause I think we should explain a little bit more Go because ahead. I know that you have explained on the podcast just how rural your life is with your train and your backyard space and palmetto bugs palmetto bugs perhaps (laughs) um the downside but similarly we are very very urban so it's not you know a lot of people who live will say that they live in a city and maybe they maybe they live close to that city or maybe they live in a suburb just outside of that city but we truly live downtown we live very, very close to even um, Baltimore's downtown area, downtown Inner Harbor. We live in a row house. 
um, we have on street parking. <laughs> yep. We don't have a driveway. We don't have a garage. <laughs> Parallel parking is a thing here. It surely is. So it truly is a totally different way of life. It's just completely opposite. But the cool thing is that when we come to visit you guys, it's really awesome because it feels like such a restful retreat, a comfortable, restful retreat. And sometimes when you all come to visit, especially when you bring the girls. Yes, because their minds are like blown. Yeah, like I want them to be able to go and see as much as I possibly can show them because there's a lot of stuff in close proximity. So I want to take advantage of that and show them as much as I can. But as as we've evolved now, I don't feel that I need to really show you too much. Yeah. Because now it's just more about hanging out. Yeah. Right? Do you remember when the first time I brought them? And we were taking the water taxi into town, mm-hmm. and like my oldest, I love that was you say into town, into town, into yeah. town. <laughs> yeah, what should I say? Into the around city. the city. <laughs> we were taking the water taxi, taking that water taxi around the city on water water taxi, and and my oldest was just sitting there with this very like serious face, and so I went over there and I was like, "Are you having fun? Are you okay?" And she's like, "Hmm, yeah." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, well, um, you know, I'm just kind of nervous about going into the city. And I was like, oh, it didn't even occur to me. Yeah. You know, because like, I don't know. We've we've been through a big city. I mean, driven through one. Yeah. And we've been to, um, well, I'm trying to think. I guess we, I'm trying to think if I ever took them. Well, I took them to the Capitol that one time. That was probably the closest. Mm-hmm. And they were like, boo. Like, yeah. totally just deer in the headlights the whole time. Um, so, it, yeah, it was funny. And and do you remember me telling you we were in our, our downtown area one day? Mm-hmm. This was probably in the last year. And I had a hard time finding a place to park because mm-hmm. there's just hardly any parking at all in our little downtown. And our little downtown is like Mayberry. Okay? Yeah. So I had a hard time finding somewhere to park, and we just had to run in somewhere real fast and then run back out. And by the time we parked, did our errand, got back to the car, my middle one goes, whew, I am not a city girl. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even parallel parking. Like, it's not, like, it's not, mm, like, (laughs) this is so funny to me. So, yeah, it, it really is, like, it really is just very different worlds. Yeah. So, yes, so this is... City Mouse, Country Mouse. So in thinking about what we could do, because literally, literally, we could probably just hit record and talk for a long time. I don't know. Hours. Yeah. Half a day. A long day. time. So there could, there could be some issues here. So I decided, okay, let's do a specific illustration. And then, you know, since I always come back to Baltimore and you always come. To where I live, there. Yeah. this will not be the first volume, so or the only, the sole volume. There will be more to come. But So I thought for today we could do something fun. So this is the question I want to pose. And I'll go first. Okay, what's something you've done in the last couple of weeks or month that sort of perfectly illustrates your life? So for me, I'm going to be answering the question, what's something I've done that perfectly illustrates my country life? Okay. Okay. So, this was about two weeks ago. Um, 
I folded all the seats down in my Suburban, unloaded everything I could, got it as empty as possible because I had an important errand I needed to run for my friends, which was also going to benefit me. Okay. So I dropped the kids off at my friend's house and left with my very empty Suburban and drove about 30 minutes, 35 minutes or so to go to the meat processing plant. (laughs) (laughs) to pick up the two steers and the one hog that they had had slaughtered the week prior. Yep. And, um, and bring it home. So I had to tote home probably, I don't know how much a steer weighs. I think a steer weighs weighs like 1200 pounds live. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't bringing home that much, obviously, but I got there and backed up to the door And the guy brought it out. It took three loads to get all of the meat out. And it was all packed in cardboard boxes Mm -hmm. that were too heavy for me to lift. Especially like I can't, I can't really lift anything right now with my hip thing that I have going on. And so I just had to sort of stand there like, uh, here's the car, like put the stuff in. And so he's loading the boxes in and he's like, all right, here's your hog, you know, all right, this is steer number one. And so when you order, so basically our friends are, are cattle farmers. Mm -hmm. And then they also had this, this hog that had, if I'm remembering the story correctly, it just kind of like it wandered up to their farm (laughs) and like, Hey guys, like adopted them. Can I live here? Pretty much. <laughs> and so they had, like, they weren't trying to raise a hog. It just kind of showed up one day and then didn't leave. And so at that point, they were raising a hog. Yeah. And then at a certain point, they were like, well, you know, do you want half of it? Like, when we slaughter it? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so then same for... But he chose them. <laughs> well, he should know better. <laughs> I'm just like... kidding. <laughs> He came with goodwill. They have another one now, but he's like a little pot-bellied pig. He's like a pet hog, like a pet pig that ran away from home and and came to live on the farm. But they don't, you don't eat pot-bellied pigs. Okay, thank God. No, he's. I don't think I could handle that. No, he's not like a hog. He won't grow up to be a hog. He's like fun size. (laughs) Fun size pig. Like hogs are one thing. Pigs are another. (laughs) I think. I don't know. They're all the same, but. They're all bacon at the end. They're all bacon. I don't think you eat a pot-bellied pig. I surely not. He's very cute. Um, so yeah, so they loaded all the meat up in the car for me and it took up the whole back. And then I had one bag that was in the front seat and it had the tongue, the jaw, maybe tongue, the jaw, the something else was random cow parts. Those, I didn't want those. Mm-hmm. They have something called when you're having your meat slaughtered, it's called a cut sheet and you fill out. I know about that. Yeah. You fill out how you want it. Yeah. And so. And I what size pieces yeah. you want. And so yeah. I didn't want any of that. So Got I didn't it. get any. Um, I guess mine, they just checked it. Um, while I was there. So they loaded it all up for me and they um, sent me on my way. On the way home, I stopped at a um, apple orchard and got some apple cider donuts and a fritter. And then got back to her house. And so then we had the kids help us unload all of it. And then we kept my stuff in the car that Mm -hmm. was coming home with me. Well, um, two of my kids had swim team that night and her kids do swim team. So I left my two swim team kids with her. Mm -hmm. And then me and the six-year-old headed home. Mm -hmm. The only help I had to unload half a steer and half a hog was a six-year-old. And And I I know that (laughs) six-year-old. Yes. I know her muscular capabilities. 
so we got home and I can't lift any, I can't lift these boxes out of the car. So I basically, I go and I get my, um, like insulated Costco bag Mm -hmm. and I bring it out and I open, I bring, I drag a chair over to the car and I pull one box out and get it just to land on this chair. And then we cut it open and then it's her job to take all the packages of meat out of the box, put as many as she can carry into the Costco bag, and then drag the Costco drag bag into in the, the house. house, and then I'm packing the freezer. She could do like 11 or 12 packages at a time, yeah. which is pretty good. That That's is like pretty good. Pounds, 12, 15 pounds. That's impressive. Well, to make a long story short, um, I could not physically fit all of the meat that came home in my car into my freezer. So I bagged up 12 pounds of ground beef in two, two different... 12 pound lot. So I had 24 extra pounds of ground beef and four ham steaks, which are like the size of a large dinner platter. Yeah. Into these bags that the last time we went to, um, Cabela's. Mm -hmm. I know that place. If you sat through a presentation about duck calls and duck blinds, they would give you a free insulated tote. Nice. And a survival bracelet. Oh. So all five of us sat down. I thought they'd give all five of us, like, here's your one tote bag and here's Don't your one. Don't tell me you got one family tote. No, we got one per. Oh, good. One, That's what you should have gotten. One for everyone and one survival bracelet, but that meant I had a bazillion of these totes. It's okay. So I got them out of the out of the closet and I filled up one tote for the, my neighbor across the street. Yep. And then one tote for my next door neighbor. Well, he's actually two doors down because we don't know our next door neighbor because they're renters. But yeah, so I um, toted some meat. First, I toted some meat home. Then my six-year-old helped me tote it from the car to the freezer. Then when the freezer was full, I toted bags of meat out to my neighbors. And, um, you know, that was just like a normal day. Well, I can tell you there are some people who go out to the farms that are further than 30 or 40 minutes away from where we are right now. Y'all don't raise hogs in the city? No, no. (laughs) There are some illegal chickens that people will keep. My dad actually used to keep some illegal chickens. Yes, that's I remember a, that. That's story. a story for another day. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's a whole topic. For that's all. He's a whole topic for another day. But um, there are some people who will go out and get a side of a particular pick your animal of choice. Um, but it's not common. Most people just go to the grocery store. Yeah. But there is one oddity that we do have, and that is the meat man who drives around in the meat truck. There will be a truck, a refrigerated truck, and they will have their truck packed with meat. And they'll have like a company name and it'll be legit and all of that. Mm -hmm. But they literally will go door to door trying to sell meat out of their meat truck. Like steaks? Steaks. Yeah, the whole or sides of whatever. And they tend to like neighborhoods like mine because they can hit a lot of houses in Mm -hmm. a short Two sides of the street in a very short, yeah. But they always seem to be coming around trying to sell their wares. At nap time. Well, (laughs) I'm not home at nap time. (laughs) That's the only time anyone ever tried to sell me a steak out of the back of a truck. It was nap time. He rang the doorbell. The dog barked. And he's lucky he survived. Well, my time (laughs) is equally as annoying. It's coming home from work trying to get dinner made time. Coming home from work, trying to get dinner made time is my least favorite time of the day because I usually try to meal plan my meals, which I know you'd be very proud of me for, and try to like get ahead of the game. But there are days and times when it's just not possible. 
and I need to come home and try to put together a meal. And this was one of those days. And this, this, and I, I think I had stuff in the car I was bringing in and I had. And tell us what it's like to come in your house. Oh. Because this is, I have 14 steps. Yeah. Are you talking about my 14 steps? Yeah, and they're steep. I have steps. I do. I do have steps. I have 11 steps and then another three steps to get to my front door. So from the ground level up, it's a hike. It's a hike. And then my house is very skinny, but tall. So I have three levels of a full basement, my first floor, and then my second floor. But it's very narrow. Narrow row house. We call them townhome. We ca- we call them row houses. We call it a row house. We call it a row house. Mm-hmm. But most of I the, guess we would I guess they'd be called townhomes. Most of the country calls them townhomes, but we call them row houses. Townhomes. Townhomes, hon. Hon. <laughs> but I was coming home and here he is. I'm like trying to get in the house, let the dogs out, get the food started, yell at the kid to do her homework, do all the things. And he's like, Hey ma'am, can I interested you interest you in some steaks? I'm like, No. I don't want any of it. I don't want a freezer truck steak. I don't want any of it. Go away. Go away. (laughs) I'm just, I'm very unkind at that time of day. So that's the closest thing we have to that. Other than that, you just go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. I haven't bought meat from a grocery store in a very long time. Yeah. Because of my, my meat friends. Yeah. You've got hookups. Yeah. You got to use those hookups, girl. I do buy chicken at Costco. We have done chickens before, but mm, it's, it's, I don't like it. Yeah. Well, as you were telling your story, I was, I, you know, I had not pre-prepared my answer. I know. I'm sorry. To this question, even though you had kind of prepped me a little bit. I gave you a hint. You did give me a hint. But as you were talking, I actually thought of something that happened very recently that we actually have already talked about. So pardon me for repeating myself, but earlier this week, and let me just add, this week is a very, has been a difficult week for me. Mm -hmm. At my job, it's a busy time. It's a busy month anyway. It's a busy month. It's a busy time at work. It's just one of those cyclical time periods that's just a little more hectic than others. Right? Right. So, you know, we deal with it. Um, But, of course, all the wacky, unexpected things happen during the times when life is just tremendously busy and you don't have the spare minutes to really pay mind to the wacky (laughs) things that happen. So... Long story longer, um, <laughs> I was at work all day on Wednesday, really busy, running around like a wild woman, trying to get all the things finished, and um, my daughter needed to get to dance class, but I knew I was going to have to work late that night, so I made arrangements to get her there uh, from a friend who was going to take her for me, and then I would be there in time to get her from dance when it was over. So I get her from dance when it's over. So this has already now been a pretty long day. Yeah. Um, and her dad calls. Now her dad and I are no longer together, but we're really good friends. Really good friends. And we see each other a lot. And he says, why don't I come over and make dinner? Because I know this is a rough time for you. And I said... Yes, you may. Because yeah. he's also a really good cook. Did he try and sell you a steak out of the back of Thank his car? Thank the Lord, he did not. <laughs> he did not attempt to sell me a it steak. It better have been a free steak. <laughs> uh, but he did bring his own um, ingredients for whatever he was cooking. So I get in the house. I let the dogs out. And I was actually right down here, down in the room we're in right now, getting ready to go back in the laundry room to put some laundry together. And I hear him yell, from the oven that he's standing in front of cooking, 
there are three dogs out here. Well, spoiler alert, I only have two dogs. (laughs) I don't have three dogs. So I yell, what? And he says, there are three dogs out here. And I said, no, sir. There cannot be three dogs. We have two dogs. Where did this third dog come from? So I exasperatedly trek myself upstairs. And sure enough, on the other side of my gate is a very cute, little fluffy, tan dog, about the same size as my dogs that are smallish mutts. And he's got these really cute ears, one that stuck straight up and the other Mm -hmm. that kind of sat right on top of his head. And I said, what are you doing out here, puppy? Because he looks like a puppy. I don't know if he actually was. My dog, one of my dogs is four years old and he still looks like a puppy. So it could have been that one of those kind of Benjamin Button situations. But (laughs) I went on the opposite side of the gate and I inspected him and he had a collar on, but he didn't have a tag. So I said, where's your home? And so... Expecting an answer. Expecting an answer. (laughs) He did not answer. But I figured, you know, it's got to be someone in my neighborhood. So we'll just start walking the streets. So we did. So we went block to block to block to block looking for an open gate Mm -hmm. or someone walking around looking for their puppy and no, no luck. No luck. So in the span of 15 minutes, we probably walked past... A hundred houses. So that's very city-ish, right? Yeah. I don't houses think... houses are on your street? On my street, from, from one end to the other... Um, like 40? I would, I would say like 25 to 35. Okay. I'm not fully sure... I know there's... Tomorrow we'll count. Yeah, we should count all the houses on my on my street. <laughs> so there's my street, and then there's one cross street, and then there's the second half of the street, and there's like a, a ma- then it comes to a major street. So I didn't want this little guy to run out to the major street. You're so sweet. <laughs> well, similarly, when... <laughs> In the country, <laughs> when a dog walks up on your house, you're like... You better get. <laughs> Literally, that's what I say to any dog that comes in our yard. I stand there and I go, you better get. Get. I just couldn't. And then it gets. I couldn't. I, I couldn't. Know you couldn't. You're so nice. Because he could have been one of my pups. And if one of my pups were out there in the cold, dark night, I would want someone to love on him. I would know that someone else was going, get. I could. Olive gets out of my yard. She's going to get got. You wouldn't mind, though, if Olive was told, get, Olive. Would be sad in a way. Yeah, for a second. And then you'd be all right. There would be a wave of guilt, but it would pass. Yeah. So we walk around and and we cannot find the owner. And so we come back and I figure I need, well, and there was a whole story about that. He almost tried to get away from me at one point. Mm -hmm. Anyway. He was being an he was, unwilling hostage. Yes, but then I <laughs> then I would continue down the street and say, "Fine, forget you," and head home. And then he'd just pop back up again. There he is, my little shadow. <laughs> so I tried to see if I could get any information. So I run into my neighbor, who <laughs> I'll name him because there's no way he's ever going to be technologically savvy enough to listen to a podcast. His name is Virgil, and that just sums him up. Yeah, in a name, and he is the neighborhood busybody. He knows everything about everybody, their schedule, what they do, how many people live in their home, how many pets they have, what kind of car they drive, 
what kind of work they're having done on their house. He knows it all. He is just the neighborhood busybody. So I said, hey, Virgil, do you know whose dog this is? And he, he kind of walks over and he always looks dirty because he just always works outdoors. He's always w- working on something. He's always work- puttering into some project. He's not like gross, but he just looks weathered, you know. Mm-hmm. And he comes over and he kind of grimaces and stares at it and he goes, yeah, yeah, next block down, other side of the road. Two, two houses from the end. And I said, <laughs> two houses from the end, from the big street, the big, big street. Yep. Yep. Other side of the road. Not our side of the road. Other side of the road. <laughs> okay, Virgil. So. If you say so. If you say so. So I wrote, we walked down there. We walked down there and that's, a, that's with the, me and my new puppy friend. Did you name your puppy friend? I did name him. I named him Puff Daddy. <laughs> I named him Puff Daddy because my dog's names are Tupac and Biggie Smalls. Mm, it makes sense. And he was fluffy. So Puff, Puffy and I. Me, me and Puffy. Me and Puff. Me and P. Diddy. We go strolling down <laughs> strolling down the alley, shooing the rats away as we go. <laughs> Puffy slaying rats. Puffy's, left Puffy's right. slaying them left and right. And I find the house that he's talking about and I can see lights on. Long story short, I knocked on the door several times. Nobody came out. Nobody, nobody was home, but the lights were on. Nobody was home. So... I just don't have it in my heart to leave this little guy outside. So I write them a note and I put a note in their mailbox that said, if this is your dog, I described him. This is my phone number. (laughs) I left it in their mailbox. I left it on their car that was in the back. That was smart. And then we came home and then I'm thinking, I've got to do something with this dog. Now I had checked him out and he didn't, I didn't see any, he didn't look like he had been outside a long time. He didn't didn't look like homeless. He did not look homeless. He looked cared for. He looked... He just looked like he got out. So I wasn't concerned too much about bringing him into my home. But I didn't know if he was housebroken. I didn't know his situation. So, or if he would get along with my other dogs. So I text my neighbor, do you have a crate? Do you have a kennel by any chance that I could borrow? And she said, yeah. And so her boyfriend comes out and literally puts it in my yard by <laughs> by leaning over. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he lives right, they live right next door. So You, pro- you probably could have been like. Hey, hey. Like bang on the wall. Yeah, knock on the door. We hey. di- we did used to have a secret knock that we could hear from on either side of the wall. <laughs> so I get a kennel from my one neighbor. I get a lead on the owner from my other neighbor. Yeah. And then a third neighbor who I texted who also lives on my street said, let me know if you have any problems tomorrow because her husband was going to be home and they could help. And they offered to take him to the shelter for me to get him scanned for a microchip mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So every, all hands on deck, Baltimore, 212, the, 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 the area we live in, everybody was all hands on deck. Small to more. Small to more. Activate. Activate. So I bring him home and I get him set up and he's, you know, he's a little yippy yappy, but he, he, he settles down and I go up and go to bed and I'm laying in bed and I'm drifting off to sleep. And I'm just about to really fall asleep for good. And mm-hmm. my phone goes, ding, 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 And I look at it, and it's like quarter to one. Oh, gosh. At this point. And there's a text that said, let me actually get it. Yeah, you can't. It's better. These texts are better for yeah. the real. It's better. Let me find it. He said, the text said, hello, good evening. Excuse me. I'm looking for my puppy. I my just. Puppy realized this phone number i can go for him thank you very much i was very worried so i i rubbed the sleep from my eyes and i text him 
a photo. And I said, is this your pup? And they said, <laughs> yes. And I said, can you tell me what color his collar is? Because this is a cute puppy. Right, because people are, you know, prone to stealing dogs that I mean, people leave notes in their mailboxes about. You never know. <laughs> This is where I'm thinking somebody would take this dog as a bait dog for a dog fighting for ring. Me, this is the like, stuff I think. Whatever color they said would be the right color. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get a dog. Get this dog gone. Out of my house. It's got to get get. Got <laughs> get. So we exchange details. He, he proves himself the owner. We exchange information. And... He says, can I come and get him? And I said, yes, let me get dressed and I can meet you. Do you mind coming to my front porch? And he says, okay. (laughs) And I said, my front porch light is on. I've got him ready. And he says, okay, you come. And I say, you're coming here, right? Because I'm not (laughs) delivering this puppy. I've already been No, I don't deliver dogs. So he comes and he's this like teeny tiny little Hispanic man who is just so overjoyed that I have his dog. (laughs) He's profusely thanking me. I hand off his his dog, and he texts me, Thank you very much for picking up my puppy. I am very grateful to you. What a beautiful, kind person you are. I am very grateful to you. Someday, my wife and I will invite you to dinner. <laughs> You're going to be eating Baltimore tamales I with... Hey, bring it! With Puff Daddy. So Virgil was right. It was the right house. And funnily enough, we drove past today... Yeah, and what did. did we say? You we, tell them. Well, we turned up the street because we purposefully were like, hey, I want to know if it really was that house. Yeah. So we turn up the street and we're creeping along and there is a huge number of people outside. Yeah. They're whole, all outside playing. Party. And who but the dog. Yeah. In a t-shirt. Yeah, a little shirt on. On a leash. On a leash. Thank goodness. With his little owner friend, um, a little girl. And there they are, sitting on the stoop. Just and it the was stoop. the second, second house from, from the, the end. end. Yep. Exactly where Virgil yeah. said he would be. That's right. Because I didn't know <laughs> if maybe he had gotten it from the letter or gotten it from the Facebook post my friend posted. But so stinking funny. Virgil was right. So just the, like, close proximity of our community that we're all, like, right on top of each other. We actually sometimes refer to it as our commune. <laughs> Uh, my best friend lives one street over. That's she so moved into the commune after I lived here. So just because we have like this super close proximity to people mm-hmm. because we're li- like living so close to one another, mm-hmm. it really helps with things like that. So I think that's, that's unusual. So different. That's yeah. so different. It really is. I mean, even when, even when we lived in our neighborhood, in our old town, I mean, I didn't know anybody yeah really I knew I mean I never like like I can think of of all the houses I could see from my front porch I really was only ever in one person's house yeah for any length of time and even my neighbor on the cul-de-sac that I got to know and who I'm still friends with today we like did not ever hang out back and forth because like she was living life over there with a bunch of kids I was living life over at my house with a bunch of kids like we just did not that neighborhood did not it did not mix yeah that proxim we had proximity but not even not even like that or even just if you do happen to know a lot of the people who are around you when you live like I'm thinking like our friend Sarah Beth so she's got some spaces Mm -hmm. in between 
She's got, she's a little more rural. Not quite as rural as you, mm-hmm. but it's very rural. Yeah. But she knows all those people, mostly because she sold them all their houses. Yes, let's be honest. That's true. But. I aspire you, to be that way someday. You I have to get in the car. You have to get in the car to go, oh, you yeah. know? Well, what did I say to you today when we were hunting for parking? From the time we left your house mm-hmm. to the time we parked, or we were, well, it was maybe a little longer than that, but it was like about a 20 minute and you were frustrated because you wanted it. You were like, ugh, I just want we to be in traffic. Already. Yeah, we were and in I traffic. And I said, huh, if I leave my house 20 minutes later, I'm just now getting to town. Yeah. Like, this is no big deal. Anywhere I go, 20 minutes. I don't think there's anywhere. I mean, I guess family dollar. Yeah. And is not 20 minutes, but then you're only at family dollar. And I, for some time, have been wanting to buy a, a second house and rent this one out and buy another house. Um, In the burbs? No, ma'am. <laughs> Just a bigger house still in the city. I could do, I actually could do country like you. I could mm-hmm. do country or I can do city, but I can't do suburbia. Not in the middle. I yeah. can't do in the middle. In the middle feels uncomfortable for me, but yeah. my daughter... Um, really does not like the idea of not being able to walk places. Mm -hmm. So she, right now, we can walk from where we are sitting right now. We can walk to a grocery store. Mm -hmm. We can walk to a post office. We can walk to several gas stations with convenience stores. Mm -hmm. We can walk to our favorite diner. Mm -hmm. Do Um, y'all walk when you go to the diner? Um, it depends. Sometimes. A lot of the times the diner is where we're going when she has a late dance night and we're on our way home. Okay. Um, or we're meeting friends there. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, but we have, we have, and we will, mm-hmm. um, so we can, we can walk to the park. We can walk mm-hmm. to all those places. Um, and from her school, her school is also downtown. Mm-hmm. She was mentioning today about how they walk mm-hmm. to a, right. a really big park that's mm-hmm. nearby. They also get class treats. They get class rewards. And some of their rewards are being able to walk to Starbucks and get a, everybody gets to pick out a treat. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So that's like, they got that not too long ago. And so she got like a cake pop or something. I can't walk anywhere. Yeah. If I walk, like I'll get mowed down on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. Yeah. Um, I actually, well, I think you know this, that when we moved in, so we moved out, we moved out to the country on purpose. Like yeah. we wanted to be rural. We wanted to be out in the country. And so when we got settled in, I noticed that we had a lot of big trucks coming down our road. And it's a country road. It's yeah, it not uh it's not a big road. I mean it's a narrow road, number one. It's also just it's a it's a back country road. But these trucks, there's a distribution center in the next county. We li- where we live on the county, we're like in a tri county area. And so there's a distribution center. And if they turn left, they are right there at the interstate. If they turn right, eventually they get on smaller and smaller roads and then they drive past my house. Yeah. Okay, we have a no through trucks. Like, it, there was a sign. Mm-hmm. But it was very small and it was very dirty. And yeah. I was like, this shall not stand. And so when we went to the state capitol for homeschool day at the state capitol, I sat in the, like, outside the Senate chambers, and I wrote a note to my representative, Mm -hmm. and I said, I'm concerned about the traffic on my road, and I want someone to do something about it. And had the little runner boy, the page, what do they call him? The page. page. The page went and ran the note to him, and um, sure enough, a couple weeks later, I got a call from him, and he said, 
hey ma'am uh this this is your representative and i'm calling i'm calling to let you know um I'm going to be taking a ride out there with your sheriff. I'm going to go do a ride down the road with your sheriff and see what, if, if, you know, there's something we can do about this traffic on your road. And I said, thank you. I would really appreciate that because like, it's really a bad situation. And so they apparently did that. And then a couple of weeks later, it happened to be on my birthday. It was just a coincidence that he called. He called to say, yeah, well, we decided to do something about it. And so they had new signs placed at the end of our road. Big signs. Yeah. Big, brand new, clean, that said no through trucks, and it had the railroad sign and everything. Look at that democracy I in know, action. right? And so it's Look at you being a concerned citizen. Oh, my word. And so we got a, it got a lot better. Yeah. After that. So obviously I don't like traffic. Hmm. <laughs> we so sat in a, a lot of it thing. tonight, unfortunately. I wasn't happy about so, that. So... Like, what is something, what is something that would never happen in the country? So, like, something that would be normal for you Mm -hmm. that would never happen in the country. And I'm going to think of something. I'm going to try and answer the question the same way except the other direction. What is something that would never happen in the city? I'm thinking, like, would you ever get stuck behind someone on horseback? on your drive home from work no like one time it took me 40 minutes to get from my mom's house to my house because i got stuck behind someone on horseback Mm -hmm. i got stuck behind a tractor yeah and i got stuck at the train i get stuck at a train so we do have trains mm -hmm. and i get stuck at those fairly frequently um but if we're if we're sticking on the topic of getting stuck somewhere, mm-hmm. um, I've been stuck in traffic for three hours when a president was in town or yeah. when there is a demonstration going on that sometimes can, can mess up traffic. And one time uh, there was a whole – this was actually not too long ago – um, it was right at that time when there, the Ravens, so Baltimore Ravens season had started mm-hmm. and the Baltimore Orioles season was just finishing. Mm-hmm. So that September overlap when mm-hmm. that happens and someone in the city council had approved for some parade to happen downtown at like five o'clock on a work day. Mm. And it was also... (laughs) This is making me think of something. When there was a preseason Ravens game happening Mm -hmm. and an Orioles game. So it came all over the news. Avoid downtown at all costs Mm -hmm. because of this horrible traffic situation. So those are the reasons we get stuck in traffic. They did actually close down our downtown for the um, the HOCO parade. Oh, the homecoming parade? Homecoming, which is now called HOCO. Yeah. Apparently, I went to the music store to buy uh, plugs for the the flute. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's it was my flute that my mom gave to my nine year old, and she's learning to play it. And it has the open holes, and so it's really hard for her little hands. Yeah, to get all the way. So I needed to get. So I had the down. I had the um, I had the music store downtown order plugs for it, mm-hmm. and I went to pick them up, and he was like. You better get off this road or you're going to get stuck because they're going to shut it all down for the Hoco Parade. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to get stuck downtown for the Hoco Parade. I'm <laughs> out of here. Peace. I want to go to the Hoco Parade. Yeah. There's a reason we homeschool. I can tell you something that would never <laughs> happen in the country. Let's hear it. We got 
the entire city shut down for a weekend because the Grand Prix was here. The Grand Prix. That's right. Yeah. That happened a couple times. That was crazy even for us. That's I've got to be honest. That's nuts to me to think that they would put a, a car race through us, an actual populous city. Not only. I mean, because like NASCAR is. A loop. Yeah. An oval. There they yeah. go again. There they go again. Yeah. Oh, there they go again. I can't even imagine like. Yeah, they they did that. And it happened a couple times. And Were they like clipping corners of buildings and stuff? Um, they weren't clipping corners of buildings because they had set up barriers, mm-hmm. but all the streets were shut down days before and days after. They had the grandstands like literally on city blocks, Mm-mm. on the whole city block. That's crazy. We watched it from a very interesting perspective. It's actually a building I've taken you up into. It's the Baltimore World Trade Center building. Oh, yeah. Not to be confused with the one in New York. Mm-hmm. Our WTC building is not the tallest building in Baltimore, but one of them. But it's very iconic because it's a hexagonal shaped building. Mm-hmm. So it's it has a very distinctive look when you see photos mm-hmm. of our skyline. But they have an observation deck on the top floor. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how some corporation did not think to buy out that observation deck and have it sponsored. But they didn't. And so... Me and my daughter, she was little. This was so years ago. So it was just general admission? Like $7 to go up. And I think even the people who, the tenant, like the building owners were surprised that nobody had bought it out to do mm-hmm. that because they had the whole thing, the broadcast going on the loud, the like the yeah. radios. Mm-hmm. And they had like set it up for a whole uh, viewing station. Yeah. And it was the best. I, I originally went up there because... Well, I wanted to, whenever something big happens in the mm-hmm. city, I, I'm like, well, let me go check this out. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool, right? Yeah. We live so close. It's so easy to get there. But my daughter was, I guess she was maybe four or five at the time. She was little. And I thought the sound would be too much for her. Yeah. Even with headphones, I thought, you know, you feel it in like the pit of your stomach. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe the cars being that close would scare her a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's why I planned this route. It would scare me. And the weirdest thing was, you know, our streets are on a grid. Everything's a grid. So one street goes eastbound, and then you mm-hmm. go one block over, and it goes westbound. And mm-hmm. then the next block over goes eastbound. Not all the streets are two-way. Most of them are not two-way. They're mm-hmm. one-way streets. And then the same with the north and south streets. There'll be a northbound street, and then the very next street will be southbound, and vice versa. All through the city is set up like that grid. And some of these streets, specifically the ones around the Inner Harbor, they had reconfigured them. So... The direction that the actual track went was opposite the way that we would drive on it. Mm-hmm. So we're not only watching race cars like drive through the city, but also going the opposite way. Yeah. It was just bananas. I mean, that was weird even for us. But that's not every day that that happens. But I think it definitely wouldn't happen. I've heard we have a drag strip. You do? Yeah, it's called Paradise Drag Strip. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's actually like relatively near to my house. But it's the it's this it's in like the same area where the flea market is. There's like flea market on on no, well, there's like drag strip on Friday night and then like flea market on Saturday morning. Is it legal? I don't even I don't know. I guess because hmm. it's a drag strip. I think hmm. it's legal because it's a, a it's a it's for that. Yeah, you know they're not just like on the street. I don't yes. really know. I don't really know anything about drag mm. racing. I don't either. So, I mean, the only thing I ever drag raced was a golf cart. <laughs> you can only get up but so fast driving in that. Yeah, I think we, we clocked ours. One one time growing up, They the 
police came and put out a speed limit mm-hmm. sign thingy in our neighborhood. And so me and my brother took the golf cart out and and raced it down the street to see how fast we could get it going. What'd you get it up to? It was like 16 miles an hour oh, or something. Oh, goodness. It was like nothing. Yeah, that's that's kind of a bummer. He did the... He was so funny. He He's an inventor, you know? And I do. so he... Um, he, my parents gave him the golf cart mm-hmm. when he turned 16 instead of a car. I think they thought maybe, like, he'll get in less trouble with this golf cart. I think maybe that was the opposite was true because he pimped the golf cart out and put, like, a big radio on it that was loud. And so he could, like, he was, like, bumping through the... <laughs> Bumping through the golf cart pass and our neighborhood that we lived in was, was near a retirement neighborhood and oh we boy. actually, we had golf cart police and, um, somebody called the golf cart police on him because he was like too loud, you too know, loud. noise violation. And then there was another time I heard about, I think I was already gone to college when this happened, but like he w- he ran cross country and he had some guys from the cross country team over and they all piled on the golf cart, and one kid was even trying to ride on the top of it. Oh, which my it's goodness. not, I mean, it's like a plastic. It's not sturdy no, for that. No, no, no. Like I've a, been in golf carts. It's like a plastic roof or something. Speaking of golf carts. Yeah. Speaking of your producer, Katie. Yeah. Katie, yeah. who we mentioned. They have a Johnston family. Golf cart? Golf cart at the beach house. Oh. And we, and that. And you and race it? You drag we race don't it race up and down it. the beach? <laughs> We don't race it, though we actually have raced it with Danny a, a few times on his one wheel. But let me ask you this: drive question. it to the beach. When you go to the Outer Banks, have you ever driven on the beach? Have you gotten a beach permit to go driving on the beach and have a beach bonfire? Not at the Outer Banks. Chris wanted to do that so bad when we were at the Outer Banks last yeah. year. It was like a whole big deal between us because I was like, I don't want to do that, and he was like, Oh, come on, and I was like, I don't want to because we didn't have. We would have had to rent a car because yeah. we were there in rental cars and we weren't going to drive rental cars on the beach. I was like, If we had our own car, yeah. I would do it, but I'm not going to go rent a car to then just drive on the beach. Who cares? I think the when I eventually have my Jeep that I want to have, right? Yeah, that would be the perfect off-roading vehicle. To Bikini do that. blue, bikini blue on the beach in OBX. But I haven't ever done that in OBX, even though that is my favorite vacation spot. Because we, when we do that, we'll do that in the Maryland and Delaware beaches because I know people. Mm-hmm. I have family who live out there, so we'll go out there. By the way, when are you taking me to Assateague? To pet a pony. You need to go. I know. You need to see it. I want to pet a pony. But I think the you girls actually would like that. You actually can't pet the ponies. Oh. You can see them. They're kind of like mangy old what seahorses. What if it like leans up against me? Do I have to tell it no? No. You don't have to. You just, they they do. The park rangers, when you first go on, they, they give you the spiel and they give you the literature with the terrifying pictures of people who've been... Who've been bitten or... Maimed by the mangy by the mangy ponies. But Hmm. what we're talking about, listeners, is that in Maryland we have a beach right near Ocean City, Maryland, which is a popular Ocean City. Ocean City Han, go down the ocean. Go down the ocean. Go go down the ocean. You drink some natty bows and eat some some crabs. Natty bows. (laughs) That's what you do down there. Um but there Ocean City is the very popular destination, but there's a beach just south to it that's actually a national seashore. Um, can I national get a stamp park. in my passport? Yes, you can. <gasps> really? Yes. Okay. Well, then we'll have to go when it's I have national the girls parks. With me. Yeah, you, they can't build anything on it, and and everyone always says that's where the locals go. That's where the non the the local Eastern Shore goers mm. go. Um, but they have the ride on beach, and they have these wild ponies that live on the beach, and they're just. They're just sea oat eaten ponies. Sea oat eaten ponies. Sea oat eaten ponies, hon. 
Hey, Hoyan, let's go see the sea out eating So look ponies. it up. Google Assateague Island Pony Swim. It's really neat. It's a real thing. And they lay on the beach and sun themselves. So you can lay out on the beach and there's <laughs> this mangy old horse just walking up with... And their manes... And their manes are their all, manes like, dreadlocked No, their manes are, like, beach waves. Oh, from, like... They're, like, mermaids. They look like they have beach hair, don't care. They do. <laughs> the beachy wave. They please. have beachy waves, and their tails are the same way. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, that is on my to-do list, for sure. We'll make it happen. We'll have to do that sometime in the summer when the crabs are good for eating. Crabs are a plenty. Mm-hmm. All right, well, believe it or not, we've been talking for almost an hour. Stop it. Yeah. It happens. Three minutes almost. I think we get some extra time because it's a it's two of us. I think so too. I think so too. Well, can you think of anything else you want to say about City Mouse Country Mouse? Hmm. My final thought mm-hmm. is if you are a country mouse mm-hmm. and you have a friend who's a city mouse, don't say I hate the city. I can't go out there. I don't want to go there. Just give it a shot. As long as that city is not Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) That is on the permanent no list. Well, Linz, let's be honest. There's a lot of people kind of scared of Baltimore. I know. every Every time I have a trip out here and I tell someone where I'm going, they're like, oh. Um, are you going to be okay? Yeah. And I'm like, I think so. So far I've survived all my other trips. And they're like, can you take your gun? And I'm like, no, that's illegal. So Because I, I'm going by airplane. Yeah, I just feel a little personal responsibility. I know we're near the end of time. But I just feel a little personal responsibility to put in a plug for my hometown that we are not as scary as our national reputation. Although their nickname is... Bodymore Murderland. <laughs> In addition to the other nicknames we mentioned, <laughs> such as Charm City, Charm City, and Smaltimore. Um, Smaltimore is my favorite. Smaltimore, because it's so small, you run into people. But we're really a lot more fun than um, the national reputation would lead you to believe. Everyone always says, "Is it really like homicide?" I've literally never had a bad time. I don't think anything bad has ever even happened to me. I mean, really? No. I can't think of a single time. I feel, I mean, I don't feel, I feel a whole lot less safe in Atlanta. So. So there you go. But I've only been to Atlanta like seven times in my whole life, so I don't know. Yeah. So don't be scared. <laughs> don't be scared of don't be more. Scared. <laughs> don't be scared. <clears throat> be more brave. Be more brave. I'm <laughs> certainly not scared of Baltimore, so... All right, well, I think that um, there's, like, legitimately endless numbers of minutes we could talk, so we might as well just say peace out. Peace out. So, if you made it all the way to the end of this, you know what I'm going to say. I love you. And Jesus Jesus does, too. Bye. Music is by Kevin McLeod, winner, winner. <laughs>